Oh, my God. 
25 minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Wake up, Israel. 
אתה רוצה שנבין מזה איך מתנתקים ומתחברים אל הלב הזה רוצה לחיות אותך ולא להיות לבד ומה אתה רוצה שנלמד מזה ואיך נדע להתאחד בפירוד הזה שמע ישראל השם אחד ושמו Thank you. 
יש דבר חשוב שצריך לדעת, יש הרגש עצום בלב כל ישראל, ואף אחד שבעולם לא ייקח את זה ממני, אז תשמע אחי תשמע טוב. אנחנו עם קדוש לכל העמים, האם תרגיש את זה בתוך הנשמה? שהקדוש ברוך הוא בחר בנו ורוממתנו אז בת אשר איתי מכל הלב חשוב שצריך לדעת, יש הרגש עצום בלב כל ישראל, ואף אחד שבעולם לא ייקח את זה ממני, אז תשמע אחי תשמע טוב. אנחנו עם קדוש מכל העמים, האם תרגיש את זה בתוך הנשמה? שהקדוש ברוך הוא בחר בנו ורוממתנו. אז בת אשר איתי מכל הלב. כל הכבוד חברים, כל הכבוד ידידים, שאנחנו ילדים, אנחנו מאמינים, זכינו להיות עם הנבחר, כל הכבוד אחי, כל הכבוד. כל הכבוד חברים, כל הכבוד ידידים, שאנחנו ילדים, אנחנו מאמינים, זכינו להיות עם הנבחר. Oh, oh, oh. 
A.K.A. Pella, Rifa Ainu is the name of that one. Before that, Simcha Liner with both Lacha and Kalakavod off the a cappella version of his hit album. Uh, you heard Mendy Werdiger and Anna Bakoach. Mayor Hajbi, I got to thank Avrami. He alerted me to these uh, three a cappella selections. Tenli Hayom Hazeh, Ketem Lucha, Dambayi Shairibo, she covered, and the Mayor Hajbi with Halev Shali. Uh, which is uh, a song that's really getting around. A lot of different, uh, a lot of different versions of it, getting around and uh, becoming very popular. Masach Hashem, our Monday morning theme song with Mayor Sherman, and of course Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Monday on this May 11th, day 17 in the month of ER, the year 5780, uh, today is day number 32 in the counting of the Omer, Lave Ba'omer, four weeks and four days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Today is also the final day of Bahab. 50 degrees, some showers today and a high of 61, partly cloudy for tonight, low of 43. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, a high temperature, 60 degrees. Yerushalayim right now at 77, we're at 50 in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. The big Lagba Omer concert is tomorrow. Uh, that we are involved with. The um, This Lagba Omer, Migdal Or, is hosting a global live stream concert entitled Together as One. For the first time in music history, producer Ellie Gerstner is bringing together three of the world's greatest Jewish performers, Yaakov Shweki, Mordechai Ben-David, and Yishai Rebo. For an exciting and powerful evening of music to benefit Israel Shield, Migdal Or's COVID-19 relief fund. Uh, join us, everybody, for an inspirational concert to raise funds for Israel's most vulnerable families, children, and seniors affected by the coronavirus pandemic. 100% of donations go directly to the fund, providing food and essentials to over 40,000 people. Reserve your seat at migdalrevent.com, migdalrohr, event.com, migdalrohr, event.com. We have a chance to speak with Ellie Gerstner later in this show here at JM in the AM. This portion of NSN programming is brought to you by A&H. Abels and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. And uh, don't forget to check out uh, A&H's uh, brand-new website. Uh, the site is um, uh, kosherdogs.net kosherdogs.net and on that site every time you use promo code radio uh, you're entitled to a 10% discount a 10% discount when you use promo code radio at kosherdogs.net that's our friends at uh, A&H a lot of people continue to uh, give generously to JM and the AM uh, and the Nahum Siegel Network during our fundraiser, which is really uh, going to step up this week once Lagba Omer occurs tomorrow. Our big Lagba Omer music blowout is tomorrow. Keep that in mind. And um, uh, 
and in in um in great appreciation to all of our listeners in great appreciation to all of our listeners uh we thank you for being there for us in a uh, in a way that um, I don't think any other radio broadcast has ever enjoyed. Just an amazing and incredible group of people out there who want to see us uh, continue the great work that we're doing. And it is uh, much, much appreciated. I want to thank my in-laws. I want to thank uh, Itzy and Gail Weintraub and wish my mother-in-law a belated on-air happy Mother's Day. I had a chance to wish her a... Uh, Happy Mother's Day yesterday uh, over the phone. But I will say a, uh, a belated Happy Mother's Day. And uh, my in-laws, the Weintraubs, the wonderful people who became my in-laws over 30 years ago, are continuing their tradition of uh, giving every single month to FJB, the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. In this case, $20 a month for a total of $240 for the year. And I uh, thank them very, very much, of course. And I thank, uh, I thank them even more for listening in every single day and keeping a close ear <laughs> on what's going on here <laughs> at the Nahum Siegel Network. So that's one example of, uh, of uh, people who are um, dedicated in the fact that they are listening on a regular basis and dedicating in the fact that they are contributing on a regular basis. So I thank them uh, very, very much for that. I also want to take this opportunity to mention the Birnbaums. You know, Larry and Ronnie, another one of those uh, dedicated families, incredible listeners uh, who think of every reason uh, to give to us. They're always participating in our campaigns, doing special shows with us, sponsoring broadcasts, etc., and um, I, I can't thank them enough. Before Shabbos, we saw uh, that uh, Larry and Ronnie Birnbaum and everybody at the J Drugs, J Drugs 2, and Kings Bay Chemists, uh, in their honor, Larry and Ronnie and family have given a $500 donation to our fundraising marathon. And Larry wrote to me, I'd like to dedicate the donation to Dr. Stuart Ditchick. And the hardworking staff of J Drugs, J Drugs 2, and Kings Bay Chemists who uh, work tirelessly to service our communities during these trying times. And it comes, of course, from Larry and Ronnie, from Andrew and Rebecca, and uh, from Jonathan as well, who's now uh, working uh, in the uh, J Drugs family. So a um, – well, Jonathan, who's a member of the family, is now in the actual <laughs> business family as well. That's what I meant. Anyway, so thank you very much to the Birnbaums, Larry and Ronnie. Um, thank you for being there for us every single time, and we thank you for that generous, very generous donation to all of us from all of us here at uh, JMNAM and the Nahum Siegel Network. Monday morning broadcast, plenty more coming up if you keep it here on a um, on a Monday as we continue with more of the uh, acapella selections. This is the. Uh, Ani Mamin that Simcha Liner has made popular, a very cool medley of Ani Mamin at JM in the AM. Ah, 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 ah,
See if we can still get our newscast on from Israel and America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachmaSigl.com and the NachmaSigl Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN מדווח כתבנו בבירה יובל סגב. הילד הוא סבתו, הלכו ברחוב חיים קוליץ, סמוך לגן החיות התנכי, ונפגעו מרכב חולף. פרמדיקים של מגן דוד אדום מבצעים בשעה זו פעולות החייאה בבין השש, ומפנים אותו לבית החולים הדסה עם קרם. סבתו פונתה גם כן במצב קשה להמשך טיפול רפואי. נהג הרכב הפוגע עוקב במקום על ידי חוקרי המשטרה לבירור נסיבות האירוע. תקים עם ממשלה, יושב ראש הכנסת בני גנץ הודיע שהממשלה תושבע ביום חמישי הקרוב בצהריים. בתוך כך גם היום לא נרשמה התקדמות בין הליכוד לימינה על הצטרפותם לקואליציה. חבר הכנסת מתן כהנא מימינה תקף את הליכוד ואמר לאמיר איבגי הם לא רוצים אותנו בממשלה. בסוף שבוע שעבר הרמנו מסך מעל הבקשות שלנו, אחרי שאף אחד בכלל לא התקשר לשמוע מה הבקשות שלנו, אמרנו בעצמנו מה הבקשות שלנו, ופתאום הפלא ופלא רואים שזה בכלל לא דרמה גדולה, וזה לא פורץ את המפתח שבו מחלקים תפקידים בקואליציה. אבל מה שקורה פה זה שבנימין נתניהו זורק אותנו בוולה לספסל האחורי, במצב כזה... הבנו, תודה, לא מתאים לנו להיות בספסל האחורי ולראות שהאוטופוס הזה נוסע בדיוק למקומות שאנחנו לא מתכוונים. 21 שנות מאסר נגזרו על מתן לוגסי שביצע שורת עבירות מין ואלימות בקטין ממרכז הארץ. לוגסי פגש את הנער ברחוב לפני כשנתיים, בעט בכל גופו, התעלל בו מינית במשך שעות וגנב את כל כספו. כתבתנו ליה ספילקין שמעה את ליטל קורן מפרקליטות מחוז תל אביב. הענישה שהטיל בית המשפט מבטאת את החומרה היתרה בעבירות מין, בפרט כשמבוצעות נגד קטינים, ואת הנזק הפיזי ובעיקר הנפשי שנגרם למתלונן בתיק זה, ושנגרם גם למתלוננים בתיקי מין אחרים. התפשטות קורונה באירופה בספרד נמשכת המגמה החיובית ומספר החולים ממשיך לרדת ברוסיה, שיא חדש במספר הנדבקים. מדווח כתב חדשות החוץ אבי גמולקה. 123 מתים מקורונה נרשמו בספרד ביממה האחרונה, וכך נמשכת בספרד מגמת הירידה במניין המתים היומי. עד כה נרשמו בממלכה 26,744 מתים, ובתוך כך ברוסיה נמשכת התפרצות הקורונה החריפה. מספר הנדבקים שם רושם היום שיא חדש, 11,656 חולים מאובחנים חדשים. מנכ"ל משרד החקלאות שלמה בן אליהו תוקף את החקלאים וטוען הם אינם מסוגלים לספק לציבור ביטחון תזונתי. מדווח כתבנו רמי שני. במכתב שהעביר למועצה הלאומית לכלכלה הוא טוען כי חקלאי ישראל אינם מסוגלים לספק לתושבים ביטחון תזונתי. הוא תקף גם את השדולה החקלאית בכנסת וקבע כי החזון שלה לרשת ביטחון תזונתי מבוססת החקלאות בארץ היא בלתי ישימה בשל היעדר היכולת לספק את כלל המוצרים הבסיסיים לתושבים. מזכ"ל התאחדות החקלאים אבשלום וילן אמר מנגד כי האיש שבוי בתפיסות חסרות קשר למציאות כפי שהוכח במשבר הנוכחי. מזג האוויר למחר עלייה נוספת בטמפרטורות שתהיינה גבוהות מרגיל לעונה. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
J.M. in the A.M. It's um, Ellie Gerstner and company with that selection entitled Cole Sassone here at J.M. in the A.M. There we go. Uh, before that, you heard the um, Aaron Razel selection, Lech Ami, Donnie Gross with Kayal and Achenu here on a uh, J.M. in the A.M. Monday morning. Heading back to school and back to work, I guess. <laughs> um, school still remotely for many, many people, although the college students, I think, are uh, starting to um, wind down their seasons. And work, certainly, for those, uh, please God, who still have jobs and are uh, working on a daily basis, uh, they are heading back to work, again, whether it means office or home, but they're heading back to work. And those who are in a challenging industry where uh, right now jobs are few and far between, I um, give you whatever encouragement I can that within the same industry or another industry, things change very quickly for you and that you're able to um, continue uh, life at a, uh, at a rate that you are used to in all ways, shapes, and forms. It's one of the things we pray for every single day for all of our family, friends, and uh fellow people around the world. Day 32 in the counting of the Omer. Dr. Mark will check in on this Leivba Omer a little later on. Four weeks and four days. We forgot to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. It's the final day of Bahab. Keep that in mind. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage in Delhi is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. And now... Check out kosherdogs.net, kosherdogs.net, and save 10% with promo code RADIO on every uh, purchase. Kosherdogs.net, save 10% with promo code RADIO. Check it out today. Uh, tomorrow night, Migdalar hosts a global live stream concert titled Together as One in honor of Lagba Omer for the first time in music history. Producer Ellie Gerstner is bringing together three of the world's greatest performers, Yaakov Shweki, Mordechai Ben David, and Yishai Rebo for an exciting and powerful evening of music to benefit Israel Shield, Migdalor's COVID-19 relief fund. Please join us for an inspirational concert to raise funds for Israel's most vulnerable families, children, and seniors affected by the coronavirus pandemic. 100% of donations go directly to this fund, providing food and essentials to over 40,000 people. Reserve your seat by going to migdalorevent.com. Migdal or 
Event.com or does have an H. It's O H R, Migdal R Event.com. And again, it's O H R, Migdal R Event.com. Hey, this is the final day for, um, this is the final day for, um, the Art Scroll sale on the cookbooks. 30% off on all cookbooks that are in stock. It's the lowest prices ever, but the sale ends today. So check it out. Go to artscroll.com, 30% off on all cookbooks. It's the lowest price ever. And um, again, that ends now. It ends today. So you want to check it out. 30% off on all cookbooks that are in stock at artscroll.com, plus free shipping over $49. Check it out. Also, Artscroll reminds you that the brand new Panay Menachem is out. Stories and lessons of Torah leadership, compassion, and empathy from the life of our Pinchas Menachem Alter of Ger. Save 15% with the promo code radio at artscroll.com. And you can also pre-order Living Amuna and save um, 10% with promo code radio. Check it all out. Go to artscroll.com, artscroll.com for all the details. Want to again thank all of our donors, especially people over the weekend who really took the time to uh, pledge and donate to JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network during our fundraiser. I thanked my in-laws before, and um, <laughs> Dr. Dietrich, after I went ahead and um, <laughs> and sent them the recording of our thank you to Jay Drugs because they made a donation in his honor, so he says, please put us down, Ruby and Dr. Stuart Dietrich, for $500 in honor of Jay Drugs, who have been there for the Flatbush community throughout the crisis, which is amazing. Thank you so much, Dr. Dietrich. Thank you so much, Ruby. And thanks for all your service during this uh, crazy, crazy time. Um, much appreciated. Much, much appreciated. Um, so a lot of people over the weekend uh, made sure to uh, to join us and to join our 2020 fundraising effort, and I can't thank you enough. I want to thank uh, Mr. Leonard Fund for a donation of $100. Thank you very much. I want to thank uh, Hillel Gersh. Um for his donation over the weekend. Just trying to go through some of the weekend ones. I want to thank uh, listener Sandy down in uh, Highland Park, double high. Thank you. We mentioned the Birnbaums earlier. A big thank you to Larry and Ronnie for their very generous donation. Listener Michael from Woodmere, New York, three times high. Thank you. Uh, you can go to fjbunity.org and participate. fjbunity.org. Uh, listener Sharona. Uh, appreciate your amazing work. Thank you. Listening in from Eretz Yisrael, a double high donation. Thank you. We've gotten a lot more from Israel than, than ever before, and I thank them very much. Uh, listener Vivian, double high. Thank you. Um, and I think the rest we had announced already on Friday. And again, thanks to everybody who gave over the weekend as well. Uh, go to fjbunity.org to be part of our amazing fundraiser. Go to fjbunity.org. Uh, Again, go to fjbunity.org. And we thank you very, very much. fjbunity.org. Rabbi, ooh, hang on a second. Had a song queued up there for a moment. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, and here is Rabbi David Goldwasser, with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. 
we read in Talmud Bavli, the Gemara talks about a request that David Amelech made of Hashem. David prays, guard my soul because I'm a chassid. Shomro nafshi ki chassid David said, am I not devout? All the kings of the east and the west, they sleep until the third hour of the day. However, I arise at Chatzos. I get up at midnight to give thanks to you. David said, Am I not devout? All the other kings sit in groups together as befits their honor, but I sit covered in blood. The Iun Yaakov asked, How could it be that David Amelech wants to have the schar, the reward, because he's devout? He wants the schar in Olam Hazet in this world. Wouldn't it be much better if he had the schar in Olam Abba? The Iun Yaakov explains that Dovid HaMelech really meant that because of the tremendous stress and strain that a king has, it's a result of the difficulties in running a kingdom. All the kings are able to relax themselves. They sleep late. They enjoy themselves in the company of their friends. But Dovid HaMelech, he didn't waste a moment on the dunim of this world on pleasures, but constantly upheld the word of Hashem. So he was mispalel, that he should be protected from buckling under the pressure that he'd have to endure. Originally, Dovar HaMelech felt that he should conduct himself like the other kings because of the halacha, you've got to be very careful with your health. However, he realized that he could continue to learn Torah and not have concern for the relaxation because the Zerashimshin says, Amar Reish Lokish, Reish Lokish said, Kola Osek B'Torah, Yisurin B'Dilin Emenu, whoever engages in the study of Torah, afflictions keep away from him. That's why it says, Somachti Ba'omrimli, Beis Hashem Neilech, wherever David HaMelech would go, he would always subconsciously turn his feet toward the direction of the Beis HaMedrash to learn. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. JM and the AM, excuse me, continue to uh, pledge your support, or I should say more accurately, continue to donate and keep us going by going to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. And I point out, especially when there's a lack of ability these days to get to shul to say Kaddish, etc. If you'd like to commemorate somebody's yard site, you can uh, donate and sponsor Rabbi Goldwasser's words in someone's memory. Uh, Rabbi Yudin's words in someone's memory. Just go to fjbunity.org. You'll see at the top it says sponsorship opportunities, and that will explain everything, fjbunity.org. And tomorrow is our Lagba Omer big, big, big music special. Make sure to be tuned in. We've gotten a lot of great suggestions on Facebook from people uh, of what songs must be, excuse me, must be included tomorrow. So, uh It should be an amazing show, and I certainly hope you'll be tuned in as we get back to our regular format very quickly tonight. And then, of course, in full swing tomorrow here at JM in the AM. Well, Dr. Mark Singer and I have an annual tradition, and that is to speak on the air on Lave Ba'omer. Lave Ba'omer, day 32, the day before Lag Ba'omer. And Lave, of course, means heart. As many of you know, Dr. Mark Singer is one of the most amazing and incredible general doctors out there, but his specialty is cardiology, and we get an opportunity to speak about his specialty 
on lave, which means heart, ba'omer. And I'll just say that, um, I mean, this. I would say this at any time, but obviously during COVID time even more so, uh, anybody who is a patient of Dr. Mark knows his incredible level of generosity, care, and chesed. And that has only been uh, on display to the community, both publicly and privately, mostly privately, as you can imagine. But sometimes people do find out things <laughs> um, during this COVID-19 pandemic. Dr. Mark, happy lave, Ba'omer, and welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum Siegel and listeners, and thank you very, very much for your way-too-kind words. Oh, I appreciate that. I don't think they're way-too-kind. I think they're accurate. Dr. Mark, every year we use this opportunity really as a simple reminder, because it is Leivba Omer, uh, that there are heart-healthy tips. Usually you have a new piece of news or something interesting you've come across in the last year to share with us. Uh, but, of course, when it comes to uh, proper eating and it comes to exercise, getting out there, and making sure to be as active as possible, no matter at what age, those would be the most beneficial things for somebody's heart. And you've said that to us every year. This year is a bit unusual. Lave Baomer 2020, Lave Baomer 5780, we are experiencing this uh, once-in-a-century pandemic. Is there anything specific about COVID-19 that, in fact, relates to the care and health of one's heart. Well, I'd have to say, I think this is a very interesting time for all of us to be living in it because the history books are being written on a day-to-day basis. And obviously the same thing would happen in, and be said about medical textbooks. We're not quite sure what's going on and how the heart will wind up being affected by all of this. Yeah. Studies are coming out there are heart-muscle involvement, um, maybe an acceleration of coronary artery disease. But the one thing I'd have to turn about that you spoke about last week is how we're dealing with our stresses. Right. And it's very frustrating to be stay in place and cooped up in cabin fever and all the other mental health stresses that will have their effect on their heart. So it's very important to be able to get out there and try to relieve some of that stress counterintuitive to everything that we're hearing about stay in place is to try to get out there for at least a walk, a jog, a bicycle ride, obviously wearing a mask, but it's very important to try to keep up some level of physical activity. You know, it's interesting with the gyms closed and um, with people's schedules completely altered, (laughs) no matter what profession and industry they are in. Uh, as you just mentioned, there are still opportunities. Nobody is uh, criticizing anybody, especially if they have a mask, for being outdoors on a bicycle or for being outdoors and jogging or for being outdoors and just exercising somewhere as long as you're six feet away from other people. So as much as uh, many of us like to use COVID-19 as an excuse for inactivity, Dr. Mark, you would say that if one was serious about this, they could easily get it into their schedule. And if they're stuck at home for any reason, it's a good time to try to come up with new recipes for vegetables and salads. Oh, didn't think of that. Uh, I was <laughs> I was watching the entire country getting hooked on macaroni and cheese again and and processed foods and a lot of baking and treats and pastries. Are you sure you want to make that vegetable recommendation? <laughs> you say that farmers are having a lot of difficulty moving their, <laughs> their, their products. Their products. <laughs> Uh, because restaurants are closed and they were depending on restaurants to take a lot of their uh, produce. And so produce is readily available in all the major supermarkets. What have you observed? Dr. Mark Singer, of course, is with us. 
Uh, what have you observed in general about people's behavior? Are they calling you? And, and by the way, full disclosure, I don't think you'll mind me saying this, you are the type of doctor, and you've proven this a million times, who, who literally is there at the ready. Someone calls you office or home, you're jumping to make sure you take good care of them. But are you finding people much more desperate for attention medically, even if it's just over the phone during this period of time? Um, it's been a very interesting development because in the very beginning of the crisis, and there is no better word than crisis, people were very concerned, could they have it? With any sniffles, any cough, uh, the level of stress was through the roof. I think people have calmed down, reality has set in, or the new reality has set in, people are a little bit calmer. But nonetheless, we're now seeing the second, almost the second wave of mental stress, which is people being cooped up at home and dealing with it, and they're not getting their usual medical attention, and their worries or their concerns or their monitoring is not happening. And that's going to, we're going to see a lot of the fallout from that. And uh, your, your, your specialty, of course, is cardiology, but you're, for a lot of people, you are their doctor. Like, they'd they bring any situation to you as, as their frontline caregiver, even if you have to you know, pass it on to a, another specialist. And therefore, you're really, you're really getting every call when it comes to the, what you just described. Correct. And I think Hatsola has seen that same phenomenon. Right. With any, any concern, they would get a call on, and now things have, thank God, calm down. Uh, I, I do have to make one one statistical analysis in yeah. that the number of deaths from this has been absolutely horrendous, but it is matched by the number of cardiac deaths that could be preventable or at least reduced if people do take proper care of themselves and seek proper medical attention. Yeah, that's true. And then, you know, finally, that was really the last point I was going to bring up is that you must be very concerned about people in general who are now so fearful of walking into a hospital or even sometimes visiting a doctor's office that they may let a heart symptom go a little too long. That must be a great concern of yours. Correct. Or things that do need to be monitored and adjusted, people are not seeking medical attention. So I, I think offices are beginning to open up. I know I'll be in my office today uh, seeing on a limited scale, but people should get back into some sort of routine and be ready to seek medical attention as necessary. Right, and visit you the same way they would go out to the store, meaning with masks and gloves, taking all precautions, and and literally when they're in your waiting room, just being distanced from, from other people. Except for one small factor, our waiting room is closed. We will call you from your call and your appointment and your time is ready. Very smart. I had heard that in one of the states that had reopened one of the hair salons, that's what they were doing, not letting people actually wait online, but actually just having them line up in the parking lot. That's a very smart idea. Cell phone technology has to be utilized. Yeah, that's true. Got to use it to our advantage, and I hope everybody is at this time. Dr. Mark Singer with us on this Lave by Omer as we talk about the heart and talk about COVID-19. Um, there is... Uh, I mean, I, I just because I ask this to any medical professional or any researcher or scientist that we speak to, is there any way, based on what you read, to have any clue about the time when a vaccine will actually be available worldwide? Because we hear every estimate for, or every we hear about companies, and I'm talking about investment companies that are doubling down on certain research that's happening now in England because they think a vaccine will happen before the end of 2020, and then others who say it's a long way off. 
The problem is once a vaccine is available, it has to be proven safe and successful, meaning we've got to have experimental models uh, and animal models to show that it is well tolerated and uh, effective. So I'm going to imagine six months out, there's a student instrument, once they have the proper vaccine, it's got to be tested and shown to be effective. That takes us to the end of 2020. So again, the most responsible, as you've just alluded to, the most responsible guess from a research standpoint is sometime in 2021, meaning you know, anytime from January through December, we just have no idea exactly when right now. Correct. I'll tell you, <laughs> people don't like people are impatient. People don't like to wait, but the wait for this thing is going to be really, really uh, dragging on. <laughs> no matter- I think we'll have to push flu shots next year. By the way, is that going to affect anything? Will people should people still go through the same regimen when it comes to uh, this upcoming fall, which I guess would be normally what October for flu shots, or even earlier? Uh, probably September. September. And there's been minimum talk that flu shot has had some protective effect. Ah, all right. So the, I mean, so when it comes to that, people just do what they always do every year, assuming they're responsible enough to take a flu shot. Correct. And then not only a flu shot, there will now be a second type of flu shot. Well, before we know, it may be incorporated into one. Right. Stay tuned. And when you say second type, obviously you're referring to COVID-19. Just the question Correct. The question is when, and it may not be in September when you're taking the regular one. Heaven forbid people may need to make two trips to a doctor's office. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. By the way, I know I know the kids would agree with your assessment on that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like shots. Not that anybody does. Uh, Doctor Mark Singer, a very happy Lave Baomer. By the way, enjoy Log Baomer as well. You don't have to restrict yourself to just being happy today or being uh, noteworthy today. You can enjoy our big Log Baomer music special tomorrow as well. I am looking forward to it. <laughs> Much appreciated. Thank you, Doc. Doctor Mark Singer, great doctor, great cardiologist, and with us every year with heart healthy reminders and tips. But this year. He's concerned. He is concerned about um, what the future holds in terms of research regarding COVID-19 and the heart. But even more so, he's concerned about people who might be neglecting heart symptoms and and regular heart care because they're afraid to go to hospitals or doctors. So step it up, everybody. Get to your doctor. Make that one of your essential trips. Just handle it the best way and the most responsible way possible. Monday morning broadcast as we head back to school and back to work at JM in the AM. Thank you. 
וגם כשתשב בחושך, בני לעולם, אל תדאג, תאמין בטוב שיבוא, אל תפסיק אליו לקוות, ותדע שאתה נמצא בידיים טובות. בחיים בני צריך לוותר ולפעמים קצת פחות שווה הרבה יותר כי מידות טובות אפשר לראות דברים באור אחר והשלום הוא עליך שומר Thank <laughs>
J.M. in the A.M. Ellie Gerstner is going to join us at Shire Zimra with Shiru Lamelech and Kane Hashem. Ellie Gerstner is scheduled to join us. It's a minute before 8 o'clock, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and NachumSingle.com, and the NachumSingle Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.
That's David Taub with a brand new Nishmati a cappella single here at JM in the AM. Good morning, all. Thanks for joining us. I want to thank those who are who are um, uh, contributing to our 2020 fundraiser. Much appreciated, to say the least. Keep on giving. Uh, later this week, we're really going to step things up when some special guests join us about the fundraiser. Uh, FJBUnity.org, FJBUnity.org, and of course, we thank you. Well, tomorrow's a big day. Tomorrow is a very big day. Tomorrow is Lagba Omer, and our Lagba Omer music special will start at 6 a.m., of course, and we're looking forward to that. It's always an amazing show. Uh, tomorrow is also a big day because this Lagba Omer, tomorrow, Migdal R is hosting a global live stream concert entitled Together as One. And for the first time in music history, producer Eli Gerstner is bringing together three of the world's greatest Jewish performers, Yaakov Shweki, Mordechai Ben David, and Yishai Rebo. For an exciting and powerful evening of music to benefit Israel's shield, which is Migdal Or's COVID-19 relief fund. Join us for an inspirational concert. I look forward to hosting this event to raise funds for Israel's most vulnerable families, children, and seniors affected by coronavirus pandemic. 100% of donations go directly to the fund, providing food and essentials to over 40,000 people. You can reserve your seat for tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern time by going to MigdalOrEvent.com. Migdal R. O-H-R-Event.com. Reserve your seat and get ready. Ellie Gerstner, welcome uh, back to JM in the AM. Hey, good morning. How you doing, everybody? Baruch Hashem, great to speak with you. Uh, Lagba Omer starts tonight. Everyone's getting very excited because at 5 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow, you're going to be involved in something historic. We'll both be involved in something historic, something different, something amazing. And uh, what may be very hard for people to believe as close to a real Jewish music concert as possible, meaning we know we're not in an arena and we're not in, a, in an auditorium, 
you know, sitting there watching a stage. But you, again, as you've done in the past during COVID-19, you're going to, going to try to present and will present the best alternative for a live Jewish music event. Would that be the accurate way of putting it? Yes, 100%. And in a way, even better. What? You know, now, wait, yeah, this, this he got to explain. Go ahead. Okay. I mean, well, first of all, in a virtual world, me and you are the same height. Just so you know that. <laughs> Very good. I like that. <laughs> yes. Okay. And maybe I'm a little taller, actually, in the virtual world. Um, you know, you and and Mordechai and David and Shweki, you guys are, you know, you're not, uh, you know, small people. You know, <laughs> we, we got to make sure everybody fits. Now but I get uh, anyway, it. but um, no. So we're we're there's something about this world now that I think that's just going to be moving on in the future as well. Meaning that even though now we're doing this, and and it's almost like. We have no choice. Right. Social distancing. How how could we be? How could it be responsible to build a stage or to have like lights or have more than a few people in a room at the same time? You know that just what are we telling the kids? What are we telling you know uh, people are sitting at home? We can't do that. And then because of that, we say okay, we're going to do this in a special studio and we use three D technology and we're going to you know beam in and do whatever we need to do to keep it very very like just close and just a few people in a room and. Right. And really make it happen. But in what ended up happening is the response for the half concert that we did in Pesach time um, was Baruch Hashem, so uh, great that people just love the idea of just sitting on their couch or sitting by the kitchen table with their with their family, you know, watching the show together, you know, at their convenience, you know, as they're you know just, just chilling. And that that convenience, I think, now is just going to be something that people are already. My, some a lot of my clients, organizations that for the future are already saying like we need to do this, whether or not people can get back out, we want to do it like this. And what's interesting, like a- and what's interesting, and, and we really should point this out as well, is that for the uh, for the price of one ticket, uh, you could sit with your family in the living room, put it on the large screen monitor, and just you know have a great time. I mean, as you just described it, I'm saying cost wise as well, and I'm not discouraging donations. We know a lot of people. We saw this on Pesach. A lot of people bought tickets and made really, really generous donations, which I'm sure is going to happen tomorrow night as well. Uh, but people get to you know to, for the price of a ticket, get to gather around with the family and have everything beamed right into their home. I never thought anyone at this point would say it's the wave of the future, but you're making a very good point. It might actually be the wave of the future. Yeah, I mean, of course, there's going to be something about everybody getting together oh, in yeah. a room 100%. But, yeah. like, if we do a show in Brooklyn where, you know, people in Australia really want to be a part of that show. And now we can get the world involved in, in our shows in the future. Pretty cool. Which is, yeah, it was and, amazing. And that's happened before. I'm sure you've been involved in shows that have been live streamed. But the technology for it now uh, that all the arenas are going to be implementing is, is so much more simple. I would guess it's just a, uh, a, a, a really, really simple process compared to the way it's, uh, it's been in the past. Well, yeah, that's the big thing. I mean, people definitely have tried it. You know, it doesn't matter how big the, the, the show was, you know, and just the technology just blossoms so nicely. You know, right now it's like, it, it, you know, you need, of course, special equipment to do it right. Of course, anybody can take a phone and, you know, Zoom right. and it's very nice and all that. But to do it right in a clear, professional way and, you know, with a lot of different uh, backup plans in order for anything to happen, you know, it, it, yeah, it's not a uh, simple, simple thing. How, at the same time, the technology is amazing now. How clear and professional will tomorrow be? We're hoping for like from one to ten, um, you know, an eleven, <laughs> at least a two, at least a two, yeah. No, an eleven, no, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's we're we are so excited. I'm telling you, I, I sometimes I I feel like um, I, I'm so excited. First of all, this, the organization Migdal R, right? I mean, that's like uh, uh, unbelievable. But the fact that 
we can do that and I get to work with like guys like Shweki and Mordechai Ben David and and Nisha Rebo. It's like for me, I mean, it's a dream for all three of them in in their own way. Growing up, Mordechai Ben David just being friends with Shweki all these years, and now Yishai is just a a legend already at this point. It's yeah. crazy. A guy that just came, you know, basically just released his first few albums the last couple of years, and he just broke so many barriers. You know, um, reaching you know it, the way he reached Israel is unbelievable, unbelievable, and I'm just so excited about this having them together and making this and making the show happen really as a fan i'm excited it should be very very cool migdal r is the beneficiary everybody as you know it's their covid19 campaign meaning that there are about forty thousand people literally who are relying on migdal r's uh, uh fund in order to survive economically this uh, uh this pandemic the covid19 relief fund will help migdal r's 40,000 people with food and essentials, and we get an opportunity not only to help people who need it, and obviously that's the most important stuff at this time, but to help people who need it are in Israel, our brothers and sisters in Israel. So that'll be the focus of our uh, discussion, everything we say tomorrow during the show. It starts at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Go to migdalrevent.com, migdalrohrevent.com, and you'll be able to uh, access the Yaakov Shwaki, Mordechai, and David Yishai Rebo uh, performance. Uh, Ellie, uh, do you think that uh, 5 p.m. means 5 p.m. tomorrow? What do people need to know about what time it'll really start? Well, I'll tell you, when, when we did the Hass concert, we never expected, never expected the result, the results, the amount of people that showed up, which is amazing. You know, we, we again, we were new to this, and it, li- it literally crashed the site. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's how many people. Now we are ready. Mitz Hashem, we are ready. It's we're just so excited about starting on time. That's the hope. That's the goal. And um, yeah, I mean, just uh, again, we're just super, super excited. About and I it. and I assume that'll give people again. We're used to this now because of the different uh, methods. I assume people at ten or five minutes before five o'clock can already log in, get ready, and they'll be told obviously on the screen that you know it's coming up in a few minutes. Right? That would be that would be people's way of knowing that they're in already. Yes, and I, I'll tell you also. I mean, for the Many, many, many people that have already uh, already reserved their ticket and already booked their ticket, you know, just because they don't want to hit the thing at you know three minutes before, right. you know, and 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 yeah. I'm I'm so again encouraged about how this is how this is turning out. You know, technically you're not reserving the seat that you know that needs to be reserved, and yet people are so excited. They're going online already. They're buying their ticket, and they're supporting the Galar. You know. And maybe some people aren't going to see the show. Maybe they're just going because they want to support this amazing organization <laughs> true. for what they're doing. Or, you they're, know? or they're but, sending, uh, or they're sending their email to afterwards to a friend or relative who they know wants to see the show. So they're buying it yeah. for them. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Lots of donations are coming in, and uh, really, Mikan Chayisro. What can I say? Now, uh, really. Yishai Reba, we know, and you just described his uh, incredible meteoric uh, um, rise to stardom in Israel and the world. Uh, that's happened over the last few years. Um, it's it's an interesting dynamic, Yaakov Shweki and Mordechai and David. I don't remember the last time they were on stage together. I know that I have not been on stage with the two of them in a long, long time. Um, how I mean, these are two. You're talking about the best of a specific era with the best of another era, and both together still very, very, very relevant and superstars in this era. It must be a very interesting dynamic working with both of them and putting together a show that includes both of them. Uh, you know, I'm actually I'm here in my studio. I'm I'm staring at a paper that that I got from Mordechai David's team when we first started. You know this you know uh, little uh, adventure. Right. 
and he just sent me the amount of songs. Like, we were just tr- trying to choose, like, the songs, and he sent me <laughs> hundreds. I mean, this is Kanainahara, my gosh. The amount of hit songs that Mardukhaim and David put out in the last, you know, 40 years, it was just more than 40 years. I'm yep. almost, almost 50 years. Yep. It is so incredible, and he should <laughs> keep going and uh, amazing. He's actually releasing a single. I mean, I don't know if this was supposed to be a surprise, but releasing the single in honor of the show, in honor of Lagba Omer, um, and performing it at the show. I mean, we're talking about, and it's uh, an amazing, amazing, when, amazing when, song. When is that going to be available? So, again, I don't know. It has people, whether or not he's releasing on Lagba Omer or waiting for the ah, event to happen. Got it. But he's performing it live at the event. Right. Um, and um, it's just, I, I can't, I just Baruch Hashem, that he's able to still, and he writes, he writes most of these songs that he, you know, the big hits. He's he's written himself, you know, and uh, it's just just continue going. I mean, amazing. And by, and by the his same energy is amazing. And by the same token, Yaakov Shweki in his shorter but still very very long career also has hits, probably over a hundred and a list of songs that's insane, and a list that you're probably choosing from of a lot of great you know live music uh, performance selections. Well, that yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I you know, I'm thinking like I'm this youngster, but like I'm still here for 20 years. Do, I'm doing this for 20 years. Yeah. Shweki's been around doing this for 20 years, and just there's so many songs from him as well. And just going through it all, it's just it's really, really great. And I'll tell you the biggest part, and they both probably wouldn't want me to say it, so let's hope they don't listen to it. You know, the first thing when I did this, most people said, "Oh my gosh, yeah, the King and the this and the, all the labels," you know, about being. Oh, there's probably egos all over the place, and I, and I would never say this on the air if it wasn't true. They are the, they were the easiest, 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 easiest. Who's going first? Who's going second? Who's like no problem? Whatever, don't even tell me. They're, just the amount of cover that they're giving, just the amount of derecheres like that's happening. It's just unbelievable the way they react to each other. And you, you, you know, of course, you know, matcha is matcha. Shwaki's just like whatever. I, I'm I, whatever Moscow wants. It's like he's. He, I grew up with him. Like there's no egos here. Amazing. It was like it was such an amazing. Uh, uh, just making me feel. I mean, I worked with Yako by himself as a headliner. Yep. And of course, you get into it and all the details, and he's and he's so you know making sure that everything is really on top top. And I did a show with Moscow recently, and again the same thing. He just wanted everything to be a certain way and and and, and that level. It's really on that level. Amazing. That he expects all these years, and now together. Just amazing. Really, the Atlas is tremendous, and we're going to see it on the show. Amazing. Ellie Gerstner is with us, everybody. It's all happening tomorrow, 5 p.m. Eastern time. If you're in Israel, it starts at midnight. Not bad, actually. Before you go to sleep, you can actually watch the show. Just go to migdalrevent.com, migdalrohrevent.com, migdalrohrevent.com. And uh, you're invited to participate to support the Migdalar COVID-19 Relief Fund to see these three amazing performers. I will be there. I'm very much looking forward to it. I don't know what it sounds like to introduce these gentlemen without a crowd behind me, without a massive amount of applause. But we'll find out tomorrow if my voice. You'll hear me. <laughs> that I will. That I will. I will definitely hear <laughs> Ellie Gerstner cheering me along. And by the way, for those who are concerned, because people know that I've avoided everything during this pandemic, thank God, at the request of my family. Uh, You know, the only person to walk into the studio for the last nine weeks has been me, and you know that uh, except for one or two exceptions, I'm not going anywhere, Ellie. Uh, We should say that, again, like you did on Pesach, the studio that you're using is going to be disinfecting, is going to be adhering to everything to the nth degree, exactly the rules that everyone's supposed to be adhering to, and you're taking Mm -hmm. this 
very, very seriously. And and by the way, way and by way the way, I that. hope we're all role models for the kids and adults out there that are scoffing a little bit at the rules. Let them see a group of people who are used to being in public taking these rules very seriously. Uh, we're taking it way past what the legal ways of doing it. We're talking about a full team coming in throughout the whole entire show, disinfecting, making sure besides everybody wearing all the, the types of clothes that need to be. I mean, it, it's and it's not only about you, of course, because, of course, we want to keep you safe. Right, but everybody. But yeah. Everybody. And there's only and there's also very, very few people. Usually I come with a team of like 30 or 40, whatever. Now everybody's doing things remotely. Right. You know, we're, we're just, just to keep as many people safe, the, the few people that are in the room, and um, you know, it's 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 obviously for the public to know that it's you know it's the kids to know it, the kids that right. are watching. 100%. Yes, look at these people. We're only like four people in a room now, and it's and it's a big room. Like, it's I think it's very important for that to happen. Finally, Ellie, uh, rumors about the Yeshiva Boys Choir upcoming releases. We know Log Bomer is always a watershed event for a lot of groups and a lot of artists. What can you tell us? Well, I'm happy you actually mentioned it, but yeah, we working, we've been working on a Yeshiva Boys Choir music video Ooh. for a song, an a cappella song, and um, it's been it's supposed to come out, of course, the beginning of Sira, but Baruch Hashem, <laughs> for all the good reasons between the shows and everything like that, it wasn't coming out, but I'm glad to say it, actually, that today we plan on releasing our, our, our latest music video. Oh, today? Um, That's great. From YBC a cappella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today, right before Like Bomer. You know what? It's not Capella, but it has music, you know, the, the vocal music into it, whatever, and I think people will be able to enjoy it. Um, uh, if you, know, if you want to email it to me in the next half hour, we could do it before we leave the air this morning. That's up to you. Oh, for sure. That would be amazing. So send that over and we look forward. What's the name of it, just so we know? It's Espanecha. Espanecha is coming out in acapella fashion. Oh, people are going to freak <laughs> over that. Oh, can't wait. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Congratulations on that. Ellie Gerstner with us. Tomorrow, I will be with him. Yaakov Shweki, Mordechai Ben David, and Ishai Rebo will be with him. And, of course, everybody around the world who's supporting Migdal Or's COVID-19 Relief Fund will be with him. Get ready, everybody. 5 o'clock tomorrow should be a lot of fun. Pull up a great dinner with your family if you're on the East Coast and just enjoy a wonderful concert. 100% of the donations go directly to the fund, the Migdal Or COVID-19 Relief Fund, helping 40,000 people in Israel with food and a Essentials during these trying times. Information and to buy your ticket, migdalrevent.com. Migdalr ohrevent.com. And as we said, we're going to try with Ellie's cooperation to debut that brand new Yeshiva Boys Choir a cappella single before 9 a.m. this morning. Ellie, look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Best regards to everybody at Migdal R. And we really look forward to seeing the great stars together in a safe way performing for everybody on Log Bohmer. Yes, 100%. I mean, looking forward, looking forward. Thank you so much. There he is, Ellie Gerstner at JM in the AM. Yeah.
J.M. in the A.M. on a Monday morning. My thanks again to Ellie Gerstner. Looking forward to that the brand new single before 9 a.m. An acapella single from uh, the Yeshiva Boys Choir. Hopefully we'll have it for you before 9 o'clock this morning. Day 32 in the counting of the Omer. Day number 32. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Uh, Rabbi Moshe Hauer is the incoming executive vice president of the OU. And the OU has put together an amazing document, in my opinion, an amazing document entitled Guidance to Shuls and Communities on Reopening, presented by both the OU and the Rabbinical Council of America. Rabbi Moshe Hauer, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning, Rachel. Thank you very much. Thank you for the welcome. I never thought in a million years that our first conversation uh, with you as incoming uh, executive vice president would be about a pandemic, but uh, then again, there's a lot of things that have been happening over the last few months that nobody expected, I guess, at this point. Anyway, despite the circumstances, welcome to JM and the AM. I, I think that, and, and by the way, the reason this document is so uh, impressive is it's so thorough. It's obvious that the post skim uh, that the OU relies on worked very hard to try to think, and I think they may have thought of literally every single uh, circumstance and the people that were uh, guiding on this in addition to the uh, medical advisory panel uh, uh, have been a Rav Herschel Schechter of Mordechai Willig and reviewed and supported by Rav David Cohen and her of Usher Weiss. You're talking about some uh, uh, amazing post in our community, Baruch Hashem. Rabbi Hauer, would it be uh, accurate to say and probably most important to say for this conversation, especially in light of the fact that this guidance has been released, that we are not yet ready to open, that the first thing you want to communicate and everybody oh, you wants to communicate to our to our national community is that at this point, uh, especially if we're going to make sure to pay careful attention to our federal and local governments, we are not ready to open our synagogues. It's, it's ab- absolutely accurate, and, and it's very important that you point that out, Nachum. Uh, it is not yet time, and in fact, the first and most important tenet of this guidance and one which is underscored repeatedly by our postkin is the importance of even being behind, behind the general reopening that's going to be provided by the by the government. Wow. We have to understand that the that uh, when we speak about the numbers going down, which we hope that they continue to just go down and down, the numbers of infections and the number of hospitalizations and the number of ICU admissions as a result of Corona. When it's happening now, during the lockdown, it is happening as a result of the lockdown. That's what's creating this condition. That's not an experiment. That's just basic logic and the basic science that as the as the infection is made to circulate less, there will be less infections that will happen and less hospitalizations that will that will result. Wow. So the 14 days that that governments are looking for in order to be able to, to to accomplish reopening are the 14 days that let them begin their experiment called reopening. Uh, you've made when it. They, I'm sorry. When that that's what allows them to begin the experiment right. called reopening. Understood. When they open up, then we're going to see what happens. Is it going to start recirculating again? Is it going to start spreading again? And we do not want to be part of that experiment as a community of shuls. And that's why the guidelines uh, really have built in a, a week or two of pause in addition 
Uh, correct. To, right. That, Fourteen days. That's correct. That's that's the, that's one of the most of guidance that was provided by our poskim that we shouldn't be the first ones out. As minyanim, which are very much a circulation mechanism, you know, within a community of one person, you know, uh, interacting with another, even with social distancing, even with masks, which are certainly mitigating factors, but still the fact of getting together is there. And therefore, not only are we not ready for it yet, because governments have not begun reopening, but we don't even want to be doing it as soon as governments allow reopening. We want to see how the experiment goes for 14 days, see if the numbers stay down even after the first stages of reopening, and then we can tentatively and slowly join the experiment. Also, in the guidelines, it's pointed out that every community is unique. I mean, whatever you know, whatever the rabbis do with the guidance of the OU in Florida is going to be different from what the rabbis in New York and New Jersey will do with the guidance of the postgame, right? That would be a, a safe thing to assume? It's, it's, it's ab- absolutely the case. There are areas of the country where spread is, has taken on very, very different patterns. And uh, I would say that besides for using this general guidance of the OU, of course, it should be the rabbis working together with local medical advisors, with local infectious disease and public health experts, with local health departments. Yes, these are general principles that are going to be applied. In its own in in its own way. I mean, there are communities, uh, you know, far far flung communities. We've heard from communities all across the country, right. and uh, and there are some that have been hardly affected by the whole coronavirus thing. Right. Not, not the Jewish community, not the general community. Each place has to look at it and apply it appropriately. Uh, Rabbi Hauer, um, not that I would ever accuse our Gedolei Torah, especially the ones I'm familiar with, uh, from ever caving into pressure when it comes to a halachic decision, but human beings are human beings. Is there, a de- and, and, and I could tell you another thing, and that is that, you know, as congregants, we look towards certain benchmarks, getting into shul by shvuis, making sure we're in our shul for Tishabov. Rosh Hashanah, I'm Kippur, I don't have to tell you. I can only imagine. Is it going to be difficult for rabbinic leadership to withstand certain aspects of calendaric pressure? There are two ways to look at uh, to look at pressure uh, here, and uh, it, it, look, this whole thing is difficult. Every aspect of it is difficult. Missing Kriyat uh, Torah today is difficult. There are there are levels of difficulty, and of course, everyone is yearning to be able to hit some some sense of normalcy by those kinds of uh, uh, dates that 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 you mentioned. Uh, we we can't take it as pressure that would allow us to compromise on the safety and the security of the community. It is important for us to be cognizant that, you know, there's there's a difficulty in all the social distancing and the separation from religious life yeah. brings its own, so to speak, cost in public health. And we have to always be trying to fix it and to address it. And you know the me- the many creative initiatives, which uh, which I'm sure you've been seeing and covering and, and highlighting, yep. that have brought the joy to people and some level of community to people and some level of comfort to people while this is going on. It, you know, it's not just cute stuff. It's it's very very important to be able to maintain the public health. So yes, we, we worry. You know, the longer that it goes, and the more uh, the more important points in the calendar that people miss, 
it, it, we have more work to do in order to keep people strong and healthy and determined to you know, to go on. Yeah, I said to someone yesterday, we have to be mentally prepared to miss a year's worth of uh, of holidays and and important occasions in our synagogues. Obviously, we pray that it'll be a lot less than that. Right, Moshe Hauer is with us, incoming executive vice president of the OU. The OU has released with the RCA these guidelines to reopening. Obviously, it's not halachalamaisa as we would say for people in this area. It might be, might be, might be halachalamaisa for people in uh, in certain communities around this country. By the way, on the reopening, whenever it happens, there will be an effort to be in shul as little time as possible. Would that be right, Rabbi Howard? Meaning, obviously, things like kiddishes, but not just things that cause social time, but things that cause extra time in shul outside of davening would likely be uh, encouraged not to be held. Yes, yes. The, the, the science here is... Excuse me. That the 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 amount of contact increases the possibility of spread, right. and that means the amount of times, the amount of people, and the duration, the amount of time spent. So there's certainly a recommendation that we ease into this whole thing, and that's something which I think is very important for people to realize that the strong recommendation of uh, of the scientific community is that even when we do open the doors of our schools, not only will we will we be spread out with social distancing and trying to make davening shorter, but we also won't go back, any individual going back to being in shul twice a day, seven days a week. First stages, we'd have to go back a few times a week and then slowly grow it because, again, the more contact the more circulation, and the more the risk of of creating a spike. Boy, are we dependent on people listening, I'll tell you, because God forbid there's a spike in our community, God forbid it causes a spike in the general community. Boy, do we need people. If if we're making, I don't know, Monday, Thursday, Shabbos rule or any type of rule like you've just alluded to, we really need people to cooperate. And I I fear, I fear, and I don't know if you fear this, and I don't even know if you want to discuss it publicly uh, now, way before uh, it probably becomes an issue, but I fear that communities could be split on this issue and you could see certain rabbis uh, especially who are who are may not be as interested in following the strict guidelines reopening I don't want to say too early but certainly earlier than other synagogues uh, do you do you worry about what certain communities could go through on a communal basis if that happens there's there's a lot to worry about there's a lot to worry about but what I would say and what 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 has guided us and and, and the way we have seen it happen is that it is true that there are those who won't comply and uh, they can't be the drivers of policy right. and the, the reason is very very simple we ha- we have seen a tremendous level of compliance a very, very, very high level of compliance. And yes, there there are people who are getting a little bit, you know, antsy and you know, ready to go out and start their own minyanim and do things like that. But they're a small fraction of the community. And if we have five thousand people in a community, and let's say two hundred of them, and I think that's a high number, will defy the 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 the, the rules which have been established based on you know health departments and so on and so forth and create their own minyanim and things like that. So okay, so two hundred people are circulating, but forty eight hundred aren't. Forty eight hundred aren't. And to, to, to because of the fear of the non compliant to go and to 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 create circulation amongst the 5,000 would be a terrible, terrible mistake in policy, a terrible mistake in judgment. And I remind you, I'm sorry. 
Yes, I, I, we, we need to, to, to hold fast and hold strong and do it with understanding. I mean, the community is battered. It's, it's just it's so yeah, difficult. It's no been such about. a hard time with understanding. But we, 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 have, we will not, not regret the steps that we have taken. Heaven forbid there was so much carnage, so much loss. And uh, the steps that we have taken have prevented so much that all the Jewish community has taken has presented so much loss. We, we, we won't regret it. We won't regret it. We'll, we'll, we'll stay strong and God willing. We'll see this through sooner than later. And I, and I think, and I think we just have to emphasize again, something that was such an important headline nine weeks ago. And that is that one who is complying by these, who complying to these rules, synagogues and communities that are following these guidelines are doing what is halachically proper. They are, and and therefore one might, and I'm going to say might, especially in this forum, I got to be careful. One might conclude that those who are not following the guidelines of health and halachic experts could be doing exactly the opposite. And I'll leave it at that. But again, it's a very important thing to remember. By the way, Rabbi Howard, in these guidelines, it says that even when everyone's back in shul, if someone's 65 or older or someone with difficulty with certain medical conditions decide to make their own decision to stay home and miss Kaddish and miss yard sites and continue, you know, like we're seeing now on, on Moss, they are doing the halachically proper thing. You're, you're, you're confident enough to say that publicly, right? We, uh, you, I want you to read it a little bit more closely. We discourage, it's sad, but we discourage the people in the high-risk categories from coming at all. You're right. They, they shouldn't, but even someone who's younger, but uh, and the minion has begun to open up, but they don't feel comfortable. They're worried. They're worried. They should, they may, they may allow their worry to have them stay home without without feeling, oh, I'm a chiv, I'm an obligation, I have kaddish, I have a yortzite. But even somebody who's healthy, even even somebody who's healthy, right. we have to understand that there's a population that wants to get out now, and there's a population that even when we're allowed to go out is going to say, you know what, I want to wait a little bit. And that's true for the general community, it's going to be true for the minion community, and that's a very understandable and appropriate fear. And nobody should be pushed out the door. Uh, those over nobody 65, and you're right, I should read it more carefully. Those over 65 or those with chronic medical conditions who are at risk, of, high risk of severe COVID-19 should be forbidden from attendance. Listen carefully, everybody. And finally, on the specific planning, people... Or, or highly discouraged. Or highly our our post-game right. post were not absolute on that. Many said that they should be forbidden. Some said highly discouraged. Right. We're very worried, and we, it's, it's so hard for that for that population whose isolation is going to be extended, and, and all of us have to find some way to, to work to make the, their lives more, more included in the life of community, even if they can't come out to show. And finally, proudly I say, all, the rabbis that we mentioned all thought of and addressed all the specific details that so many of us have thought of. Seating being eliminated or marked off, uh, systems to manage entry and exit so people don't congregate at doors, um, how minyonim should be planned sequentially with cleaning in between, um, um, participants ideally bringing their own sidurim from home, maybe not re uh, putting a talus bag or leaving a talus bag in the shul, etc., etc., consistent cleanings, uh, well-ventilated spaces the shuls have to. I mean, there's a lot a lot of things to consider, and every one of them was addressed uh, by the rabbis. Everybody um, uh, is encouraged, and we are hoping that we can have some influence as well on those who think 
that it's a good idea to reopen or to do so before these uh, before the uh, the post skim on whom we rely so heavily. Uh, think it's a good idea. Think twice. Think three times before any of this. By the way, am I reading this correctly, Rabbi Hauer, about the outdoor minyanim that that the the, the poskim are not ready to forbid them completely again as things reopen? I'm not talking about specifically today, uh, but they would highly, highly suggest to any rabbi who's overseeing one or is being consulted on one uh, to make sure that every single one of the mitigation um, uh, systems are in place. Yes, yes. This is not a time for outdoor minyanim. Uh, outdoor minyanim should be permitted when we would be ready to have indoor minyanim. Uh, it's just that having it outdoors instead of indoors is a little bit better. It's a little bit better. The ventilation system of, of being outdoors is, right. is fantastic. The problem with outdoor minyanim is that everybody can create one. You don't need a shul to create one. You can do it in your backyard. And experience is showing and has shown that um, it's very hard to maintain social distancing, people just get sloppy, uh, you know, when, it, when, when, that, when that happens. And so what the guidance says is that if outdoor minyanim is used as part of the strategy of opening, it should be something very, very carefully monitored. It should be, any outdoor minyan should be under a specific leader, leaders who, uh, who make sure that all of the necessary requirements are, are fulfilled. It's just, it's, it's, it's not a matter of control in that sense. Who wants to control? We want everybody to be able to, to, to go back to life as usual. We just, it, it just, we, we like each other. We gravitate to each other. We have a hard time staying six feet away from each other, eight feet away from each other. So we just need to make sure that, that, that it's done safely so that God willing, we'll be able to come together in a full way, in a safe way very soon. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well said, to say the least. Rabbi Moshe Hauer is incoming executive vice president of the OU. I suggest everyone take a look, especially community leaders, take a look at the guidance to shuls and communities on reopening presented by the OU and the RCA. This was released on the 8th of May, uh, just before Shabbos, and it includes the uh, the PSAC and the... Um, uh, the decisions of some of our greatest Torah giants, Rabbi Hauer. As I said earlier, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that in your capacity, we have an opportunity to speak about other communal matters in the future. But thank you for joining me today on this very important communal matter. Thank you, thank you, Nachum. Appreciate it, Rabbi Moshe Hauer, on a Monday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Incoming Executive Vice President of the OU. Check it out, everybody. Guidance to schools and communities on reopening. We're not reopening today. And no one is encouraging any type of minion today, no matter what they're saying in your community. I'm telling you now, if you're in a community or if you went to a shul or any type of building or a house or a backyard or anywhere this morning to Davin, I'm telling you now, you are still violating what our Torah giants from every community, every segment of our community have advised. Think about that. I've said this to friends of mine who I know who are who are going to these types of minyanim on a daily basis. You're going against the, the guidance of all of our great Torah giants at this point. All of them, from every segment of the community, not just the ones that I said the OU was uh, consulting with. But they, the OU brilliantly came up and their committee came up with this guidance to schools and communities on reopening when it's time to reopen. All the things we need to keep in mind. All the things we need to keep in mind. 
So I strongly suggest everybody look at it, but I really strongly suggest that every leader and every rabbi look at it as soon as you can. Day 32 on this Lave Baomer, on this uh, four weeks and four days, uh, Lave Baomer. Tomorrow, we'll pick our Big Log Baomer special. Looking forward to it, of course. Uh, also, the Migdal R event with Ali Gerstner is tomorrow, 5 p.m. Eastern time, migdalorevent.com, migdalorevent.com, migdalorevent.com. Um, this portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H, Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage in Delhi is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at Better Kosher Supermarkets Nationwide. Check out their new website, kosherdogs.net kosherdogs.net use a, a promo co- use the promo code radio get 10% off kosherdogs.net kosherdogs.net hey don't forget today is the last day of the cookbook sale 30% off on all cookbooks at artscroll.com any cookbook that's in stock 30% off any in stock cookbook at artscroll.com uh, sale ends today. Go to artscroll.com and check out the cookbook special. It closes today. I want to thank those who've been donating to fjbunity.org and keeping us going at JM and the AM. A big, big shout-out to my in-laws. They've uh, recommitted for a monthly donation to uh, FJB, and I thank them for that. A big hello to Gail and Itzy Weintraub, and a happy Mother's Day belatedly to uh, Mrs. Weintraub. I also want to thank our friends at J Drugs. They made a $500 donation. Thank you, Larry and Ronnie Birnbaum. Dedicated to Dr. Stuart Ditchick and the hardworking staff of J Drugs, J Drugs 2, and Kings Bay Chemists who work tirelessly to serve our communities during these trying times. The Birnbaums, yet another family that think of any reason to help keep us going here at JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network, and I thank them so much. That's Larry and Ronnie Birnbaum, Andrew and Rebecca Birnbaum, and, of course, Jonathan, who's now working there as well. And a special shout-out to all of them from all of us here at JM in the AM. Well, we've got it. We've got the brand-new single, Espanecha, a cappella style. Thank you to Ellie Gerstner and the Yeshiva Boys Choir. Espanecha, a cappella style. Coming up next, the best place for brand-new Jewish music, JM in the AM. Hoy <laughs> 
J.M. and the A.M., well, it's going to be uh, the debut. Of course, that's a song that we've had before in acapella fashion, Espanacha, but the debut of the video is coming up later today from Ellie Gerstner and the Chevron. and everybody's, of course, looking forward to that. Um, uh, don't forget our fundraiser, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and a big thank you to everybody around the world who's supporting us. Tomorrow, it's our big Lagba Omer music special. Do you have a song that you think has to be? Do you have a song that you think has to be in our Lagba Omer special tomorrow? Email me, Nahum at Nahum, excuse me, Nahum at NahumSiegel.com. If you have a song that you think has to be in our Lagba Omer special tomorrow, email me, Nahum, N-A-C-H-U-M, at Nahum Siegel, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L.com. And let us know. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Round the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com on the NahumSiegel Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Monday here at JM and the AM. And I thank you, of course, for tuning in. Tomorrow we're back with our Lagba Omer special. And boy, are we looking forward to it. Make sure to be tuned in between 6 and 9 a.m. Maybe we'll get things started early. Maybe I'll try to start like 5.30 tomorrow. No joke. Try to start like 5.30 with bonus JM with some great selections. Hmm. I think I may go for that. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a fabulous Monday. All of our great programming coming up, including Mayor Weingarten and the Israel Show, Yoni Pollock, and after further review, Jake Novak and Novak Now. It's all happening coming up. Have a fabulous Monday till tomorrow. And I'll come to reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.